Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting and, you guessed it, jam-packed episode of Modern Day Philosophers. I'm your host, Danny Lobel. I'm doing a lot better than last time I recorded one of these. I had taken on two part-time jobs. I am fighting the good fight, trying to stay positive, and moving forward. I started putting out YouTube videos of a character called Sam the Israeli. Please check that out. I'm continuing to do my other podcast called The Mostly Bull Market. I've got some great episodes out on that. And this one is going forward. Uh, I want to say thank you before before anything. A few people have donated, and boy, it helps out tremendously. Joshua Douglas, Nathaniel Firestone, Michael O'Connor, James Given. Thank you guys so much for donating to the show, and uh, really from the bottom of my heart, it, it means the world to me. And if anybody else wants to leave a donation, you can always go to moderndayphilosophers.net, and there's a donate button right there. You could donate to the show. It's a great way to give back. And if you can't do it, there's other things you could do, too. You could tell people about the show. You could go on iTunes, leave a nice comment and five stars. Nobody's done that in a while, and whenever it happens, it helps us climb the iTunes charts, get a little visibility. And uh, I don't know. There's got to be other things you could do, too. Write in. Send me an email to thecomical at yahoo.com. Oh, here's something. Here's something you could do. You could sponsor an episode like a wonderful man named Lewis Kim did this week. He specifically asked, he said, I'd like to sponsor an episode where you guys talk about Marcus Aurelius. So here it is. You could do the same thing. If you have a philosopher that you want to hear us discuss, you could sponsor an episode and we will, we will talk about who you want us to talk about. We being me and whoever the comedian guest is. And boy, it's a great comedian guest today. I can't wait for you to hear it. But first, take a listen to this ad from Stand Up Records. Warning. Last year, over 40,000 Americans died in car-related accidents. Not a pleasant thought, is it? In fact, as thoughts go, it's downright depressing. Well, that's where we can help cheer you up. We're StandUpRecords.com, and we offer the finest in CDs, DVDs, downloads, and merchandise from the best comedians on Earth. Artists like Mark Marin, Maria Bamford, Eddie Pepitone, and Doug Stanhope. Available at fine record stores, Amazon.com, and the iTunes Music Store. That's StandUpRecords.com. Come on, listen to us while you're driving. Live dangerously. Okay, everybody, let's get right into this episode. I recorded this a little while back with Pat Cooper in New York City. Pat Cooper, a fantastic, phenomenal, legendary comedian who I've uh, been lucky enough to have a great friendship with over the years. He used to do my college radio show, original podcast that I did called Comical Radio. He did it all the time. I remember one time, it was an icy day, and he was scheduled to do the show, an icy day in New York City, and I said uh, I would be more than happy to pay for a taxi for him to come over and he goes what are you talking about taxi what are you talking i can't do a pat cooper impression but he goes what what are you talking about maybe like that maybe what are you talking about a taxi i'm 81 but i still got pepper in my ass and <laughs> he took the subway and walked and uh, and made it there right on time as always and he he always brings it he's 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 really something so all right without further ado except for the intro song here's my talk with the amazing incredible Legendary Pat Cooper. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Modern Day Philosophers. Modern Day Philosophers. Having failed to pay attention in school, Danny Lobel, now older and wiser, will attempt to learn basic philosophy 101. Our young hero will be joined by today's top comedians, philosophers all their own. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Danny Lobel. Modern Day Philosophers. Uh, me, what did me. you do with all the other crap you had? It's all outdated. Nothing's it's... outdated. It's all money there, you dummy. All right, come on. What do you want to do? Tell me what's, what's right, this so, about. So me... Why is this new? This is new because we discuss a philosopher. 
Well, so, but you know, whatever you've got is valuable. Yeah, I still have and all those. let me those prove old... to you something. Well, see, Joan Rivers died. You can't get her book. You can't get her television tapes. You can't get nothing. You call up Amazon, everything is cleared up. All right? Mm -hmm. She's dead. When I die, I'll be more valuable. Okay. No, I'm, not, I'm not saying that to be funny, but it's just... It's, uh, it's true. But that's what happens. All of a sudden, they say, holy God, he's not around. Let's go get us uh, whatever. Anyway. Because it's supply and demand. There's less supply it's of you. It's not supply and demand. demand. It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> supply and demand. How'd you ever get that? I mean, goddamn Jews are all like supply and demand. Anyway, so, okay. Well, you got a hotel out there? I'm staying with my parents in Long Island. I'm talking about Florida, California. Oh, in California, we're renting a house. Attaboy. But yeah. you're working all the time? Yeah. That's not great. not as not in the big time yet, but I'm getting there. I'm working. You're in the big time talking to me, and I'm not that, in the big time. That's true. I'm, when I'm with you, I always feel like I'm in the big time. <laughs> I'm kidding you. There's no big time. It's all bullshit. Yeah? Yeah. Years ago, there was big time. There's no big time. Today's politics. It's favors. It's, um, but that's okay. Right? What, what, what do you want to talk about? Where you want to go, and what is it? So this is what it is. Why, are you, why don't you shave? Makes you look heavier. Yeah. I don't why, know. why am I trying to teach you something? You want to know why? Because every time I shave, I look like a baby, and everybody says... You are a baby, but that's where, you, that's where your, your money is. Is you in the youth. You be who you are. Yeah. Don't try to be something you look. See, with Joan Rivers, you know what happened? As her career was dying down, when she put that stuff on, all of a sudden they go, did you see Joan Rivers? She's doing... She put the cement on, and, oh, and she would you know, iron it and, and power it. Yeah. So then they go, wow, what happened? They started to talk about her because publicity brings money. So it was a good thing. In other... It was a good thing, but then as she got old, it started to you know, go like that and go like this. Mm -hmm. And she was a tough, and then, oh, I got this for you. I don't give this to anybody. I did this in the 70s when she break balls. Oh, wow. Pat Cooper versus Joan Rivers, Justice for All. Do you, well, you're in a, you're, let me tell you something. I love it. When she, when she was breaking balls with Elizabeth Taylor and the, uh, what do you call her, the, air, the airline stewards, I said, you know something, nobody picks on his best. She, she can't take it. Mm -hmm. I was living in Vegas. I bought 200 of them, mm -hmm. and I sent it to her with a $200 basket of fruit. Well, you talk about the shit hitting the fan. Oh, son of a bitch. I go, so I go, wait a minute, wait a minute. I said, <laughs> she calls my heart. I didn't even know she had my number in Vegas. I said, who do you think you're talking to? I says, who do you think you're talking to? <laughs> Where do you come off? I said, first of all, I'm a nice man. I said it to you to let you know that I thought that you have a sense of humor, but you can't take it. Yeah. So fuck you when I hung up the phone. Behind my back, I never, my wife never did it. She calls her. <clears throat> she said, you know, Joan, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Here's my husband, does a nice thing to let you know he cares about you. And she felt, she didn't know what to say. She said, you play with my husband, he climb on you. He don't give a shit, but he's a gentleman. Mm -hmm. Then she goes, well, she said to my wife, let's have lunch. So they sat down, she said, tell Pat, if, would he like to work with me? So I did two jobs. I did Westbury Inn, there's a place in, uh, in Philadelphia. And then I did her Fox show when she got off of Johnny Carson. But never, never got close to me because she knew I would fucking explode. <laughs> and, uh, because she's not a nice person. Mm -hmm. I'm not a nice I've had my bad person times, and we all have. But if you see now, the way they buried her, like she was Jesus Christ. 
Now, a month from now, two months from now, you'll hear about the lawsuit, and then you're going to hear about people who don't like her. And there's a lot of them out there. And Jerry Lewis says she's a piece of shit, practically. That's exactly what he said. Because he don't like any women uh, comedians. <laughs> so go ahead. What do you want to ask me? How you been? I haven't seen you in two old. years. I'm old, I retired, and it's over. And uh, <clears throat> I think I'm the smartest to know when it's over, and uh, your body tells you, and your brain tells you. And then you start to realize that the comedy is changing, music is changing. So before somebody says, you know, he ought to quit, I quit when I hit 84. I said, that's enough. The crowds weren't coming in like they used to. There was no jobs out there like, like you had plenty of work. So I says, well, how, how much can you climb a mountain? I had great success, great success. Never made stardom. But I made what I wanted. I wanted to make a lot of money being a comedian, and I did. So that's what happened. So when I retired, because I will go back, I said, no. When you had the title, you don't go back and say, I'm not gonna go. I won the championship. I did what I wanted. It's over. Well, what about guys like George Burns that reinvented themselves? One, uh, how many George Burns are there? Come on. Well, Danny. I can only think of him. Come on. How many Bob Hopes are there? How many uh, Milton Burles are there? Right. All right, so there's a millions and millions of comics out there don't even make 30, 35. But you got to be smart. I mean, if you're going to tell me right now, if you're, you can't walk good, and the doctor says you need, uh, you know, so you, uh, what do they call them? Uh, crutches. Huh? Crutches? Are we talking crutches. About crutches. You're going to say no, and you're going to try to walk, and you know you can't. You can't do something that, that your body cannot accept. And you say, well, I'm not going to give up my career. I can't walk. I'm going to crawl. That's, that's stupid. You're, my brain is telling me I don't want, I'm not thrilled doing it anymore because I saw the way everything was going and before I pushed the button, I don't want to be like, and I'm not putting anybody down, but there are guys right now that should have quit years ago. And all they do is become pests and they become a nuisance and then they get in your way. Then they try to open up for this one or get in and, 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 and work for anything and you, use, you lose the character of who you are. People like you for what you are, okay? I started to get notoriety when I opened my mouth about people I worked with and says, I don't like to have anybody step on my dignity. I said, and that ain't gonna happen. And I mentioned names and people said, you ruined your career. I said, no, I didn't ruin my career. I raised my price. I said, but that was my answer. So they figured, oh, well, you just went, oh, it's gonna, it's gonna be over. I'm still, I was still there. You've always maintained your dignity. That's one of the things I really respect about you. You well, never compromised who well, you that's are. Too, all right, you can't take anything with you, but you can take your character and you can take your dignity. So if they say, well, he had four Rolls Royce, and they go, really, can he take it with him? But if they say, no, say, what a great guy this guy, what a, what a contributor. That's, that's what it's all about. You can't get angry or jealous of the other comedian self figure. You don't worry about other people. You got to worry about you. See, you got to worry about you. You can't be like that one. You can check your greens and these guys, they'll never be any more like these guys. So those guys are over, Burles and Youngmans. You'll never see them no more ever. And the new crop is entertaining the new crop. You see, the new mm -hmm. crop today, 20, 40 years ago, couldn't entertain the audiences because the audiences were different. The talent was different. Today, they, you know, they get one subject and go on for an hour. But you know something you've always, and this is my compliment to you amongst many, but 
you've always been funny. You never stop being hilarious. Because it comes natural. There were people who grew out of it. There were people who appealed to their generation yeah. and they were big. And then as time went on, they didn't speak to the younger generation. You know, it's very rare, I think. People like you, I come to mind, George Carlin, who were always able to be funny for every I generation. I forgot George Carlin. When's the last time you heard about George Carlin? I mean, no joke on the side. When's the he was what? I'm gonna tell you something, I love Richard Pryor. But George Carlin was a better comedian than Richard Pryor and a smarter comedian than Richard Pryor. But they said that George, Richard Pryor was the number one comic and George Carlin, they should have never said that. They should have said the two greatest comics or three or four or five are there. I was the 69th most popular comic. I almost fell off my chair when I heard that. I said, I'm number 69. <laughs> and then there were some of them that were like 30 and 40. Some funny of these guys. Give me a break. <laughs> I said, so, you know, but I said, but wait a minute, let me back off. I said, well, what do I, what's Who the Who cares? Difference? It doesn't matter. It's, right. But it yeah. offended me when they said, this guy is funnier than you. I said, no, no. I know who's funnier than me. Yeah. I said, I know. I don't go into the ring and fight Mike Tyson. He can beat me up. I said, but I'll go into the ring and fight. I got a kid's blind because I got a chance. Mm -hmm. I said, but you got to know your strengths and weaknesses. I turned down jobs. I said, because I can't do that. They go, what? You're getting 30000 I can't do it. What do you want to take the money and run? I said, I can't run. I said, because I know I got to live with me. And I got to sleep with my wife every night. <clears throat> I said, I never kissed ass for money anyway, and I'm not going to do it now. But the money was coming in and coming in and coming in. I said, why do I want to not start cheating when they say, grab the first 20 or the 30? I said, why? I'm making it here. Why yeah. should I not you know, be greedy? And I made enemies because because I didn't do what they did. You understand? I got yeah. guys. I got guys who turned around and said, "I got a job for you, Pat." I said, "Well, yeah, that's nice." I said, "I think I can get maybe ten thousand. I said, "Well, that's nice. I appreciate." He says, "This, you know." He says, "I'll open for you and I'll get same ten thousand. I said, "No." He said, "What?" I said, "Wait a minute. You are offering me ten thousand. Nobody knows who you are. You got trouble saying that, that." And you want, you're charging the guy $20,000 so you can get 10 when you're not going to produce your $10,000? He said, well, uh, what do you mean by that? You're using me to get $10,000 on my strength? I said, mm -hmm. you wouldn't even get this job for 1000 I said, I understand you got to make a living, but to use me? In other words, you know. It's I'm offensive the because they're putting themselves said, on it. Well, uh, I don't. I don't, I don't like your attitude. My attitude, son? Well, they're putting themselves on the same level of, as you. It wasn't when even they're that. Not. It was, had he said to me, Pat, what should I charge? You think I can get 10? I would say, here's what you do. Don't screw the man. He doesn't know prices. When you said 10,000 for Pat Kopi, so that's okay. How much I got? He goes, well, I got to get the same. He don't know. Because when you walk on a stage before I come on, they're going to know you're not worth 200. So you're a liar. So you're telling somebody you can swim in the ocean and you can't even still get into the bathtub. Mm -hmm. I said, that's why my character is still around. I said, I, I didn't take crap from my mother and father when they were rude to me. That's how dare you? What am I, a dog? Mm -hmm. You know, my father said to me one time, this will kill you. Don't go see your aunt unless your uncle's there. I said, what? Don't go see my aunt unless my uncle's there? That's what you think of me? And I'm your son? What did he mean by that? Like uh, You have to explain to you? I'm, I'm, He's telling me that I would have uh, jumped on my hand? That's what I thought you were saying. Well, actually, calm I, down. Okay. Just don't get nervous. <laughs> no, but I'm saying 
How can you say that to your son? What am I, a whore master in my end? Maybe I it said, was a compliment. Maybe he thought what? no woman no, no, could no, keep no, their hands off of you. No, I know. I'm just, I'm trying no, to. No, I'm bringing a point though. You don't know my father mm-hmm. to make a statement like that. Yeah. And I say, you, how dare you? Who the hell do you think you're talking? Some jerk off in the street? Not me. You, I'm a gentleman. Never, never said I made a mistake. He said, well, you know what I'm at. He said, a lot of people are there talking. I said, no, you're talking. And my father, when he spoke to you, always shook his head. That's why we never served him soup. <laughs> I had a father. There's nothing wrong saying with your mother and father. They were probably not the worst parents in the world, but they didn't have no leverage. How I got into these, how I'm dead sperm, I'll never know, because I got three sisters and not even close to me. Not even understanding of, of dignity. It was always the money, the money, the money. I went out and made money, and I'm going, well, they, they paid a 75, all right? It's a, it's a, it's a 75 what? Thousand. I mean, you know, 7,500. What? 7,500? What do you mean, is it enough? I was working for $20, $15 shows. Mm-hmm. He said, well, you know, we don't want to offend you. Ah, offend me! And then I went to 10,000, then I went to 15,000. Never took money that I knew I didn't deserve. Never. Because I could walk down the street and say, well, it wasn't that good. I said, look, I wasn't that good, but I'll tell you this, I deserved it. Look at the people in the audience. So if I lost it here, some people say, well, it's not as funny like it used to be. Fine. That's okay. But I said, they're still here. And when they started to disappear, that means they're not going to be, they're dying off like everybody else. You know, there's yeah. guys out there, you know, and I don't want to mention names. They're still working. They're still working. They're, still, they're not funny like you. And listen, my, one of my favorites besides Shecky is Don Rickles. They, they, they just turned around three times in one year. They honored him. And if you saw the last show they did, they didn't honor him. They made fun of him. Each comic made fun of him. And nobody saw it but me. I'm going, wait a minute. The first two times, you know, oh, Don, we love you, Don, we love you, Don. Nowadays, they ran out of time of loving you, Don. I mean, I'm looking at some of these guys. Even Jerry Seinfeld, who was not the greatest stand-up comic, but he was great with that whole smage ray. It was wonderful. But even he started to, they were making and, and if you noticed, the camera would oh once in a while be on. He's like this, done with his, you know, with his lips, like he was smiling. Half of the times, poor Don, and I'm saying to him, I'm yelling to the, to the television, quit! Don, you're, you're an icon, quit! What the hell, you gotta walk on a stage you can't remember? Why are we turning around talking that that's another thing? I had to get a piece of paper like this. They say, in case you forget what... I was embarrassed to Greg, look at the piece of paper. I was ashamed. That's another answer saying, Go out of here. Go home. It's over, my friend. So I said, wait a minute. That's right. And you did it. So people were happy that I quit. They think he's not going to be around here no more because I'm a pain in the ass to a lot of people. Because I'm always interesting and I tell the truth. And they say, what did you think of... Uh, well, let me give you a fast, a, a fast scenario. They honor Billy Crystal at the fries. They're going to name the bar after him. Okay, Billy Crystal's a giant. Okay, all right, it's a giant. So as a joke, I go, Billy, you know, I turned it down. He went, what? I said, I don't want to upset you, but I turned this down. I could have, you know, but I don't know. That's got to be bigger. <laughs> he got insulted, got up, and went over to the guy that runs it. He says, I understand, but Pat Cooper turned it down. <laughs> Come here, and he says. 
So he gets the, that's Pat Cooper. <laughs> See, that's funny, Bill. Yeah. You mean, he's only kidding you. <laughs> but if Rickles told him, yeah. I turned that down. Oh, Don loves me. He insulted me. Yeah. That's a fraud. That's a fraud. So in other words, I'm saying, Bill, you put me in a category of semi-funny, maybe not so funny, could be funny, could have been funny. funny. He didn't now, give you the respect to... to, to... I'm a comedian. Right. I'm, not, I'm not Jerry Lewis. I'm not a big, big, big star. But at least give me one thing. He, 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 he did some nice things. He never came yeah. on and said, you know, I, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, this, I do that. I want more makeup on. I made the money. I, you know, I've even on my level, I feel that way sometimes. No, you I have no to... level. That's why you should turn around. Why do you put yourself in a level? You got a first of all, you got a per personal life. When they operate on you, they're not operating on Joe, Sal, and Nikki. That's your problem. You can't worry about what this, that, that. You got to worry first of all. What makes you kick off? What makes me feel good about what I'm saying? If I'm taking that two thousand dollar check, I got to know that I. When they call me, say, Denny. Come on in, because I'm worth it. Right. I can't turn around and start saying, well, I'm looking for short. There's no shortcuts. But you can make a lot of money being on your level by continually working, working, working. So if you discuss and say, well, I'm not a star yet, too bad. Mm -hmm. Not everybody drives a Cadillac. Well, what I was going to say is, you know, when I, when I try to make a joke to other comics that don't know me and they take it seriously, I get offended too. It's like... They didn't give me the respect of treating me like a fellow because, comedian. Because you know what they are? They're ashamed of, they should turn around and laugh and make you feel good. Yeah. You're, the coming, you're, you're, you're coming up. We're finished. You know. Do you miss performing now that you're no, retired? That's the beauty. That's the beauty. I would, you know, if you say, Kenya, I want to do an interview with you. I've been about six or seven or eight. And I'm always funny in an interview. I don't know what they're going to ask me. And uh, I'm a ballsy guy. I tell some great stories that are, that, that are wonderful. And it shames me when I see giants screwing up. Who? You ready? Billy Crystal. Why does he need that face job? Why is he doing that? Is he Cary Grant? This was not Cary Grant. And I think it took away from his humor. All of a sudden, he's not Billy. You know, all of a sudden, I'm saying, if you made $90 million and you don't want to be Billy no more, then quit. Because people know Billy Crystal. Don't say, well, I think now I'm going to do this. a good actor. Mm -hmm. How much can Billy Crystal, Crystal do to say once he's going to get a series now? It'll kill him. It'll kill him. What the hell does he need a series for? How much money can you make? Now's his time as, 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 as a star. He could turn around and walk around and, 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 and tell stories and, uh, that we all can understand. And, and uh, he's, he's a big name and... Uh, you know, and some of the movies, some of the things. I mean, I did two movies with him. Yeah. I drove him up a wall. Not to be disrespectful. <laughs> I drove him up a wall. I made De Niro and was stuttering. <laughs> Not because I was disrespectful, because when you see people making movies, you got to wait two hours to say three words. Mm -hmm. So I'm entertaining the crew. They go, Pat, you may tell those stories. I had De Niro in the corner drinking black coffee that he was turning black. Now, <laughs> he was going to do... You know, we all miss words in, in a movie. So he's going to put the words on my shoulder. You know, you know, yeah. and, and this point of view, the camera's behind me. And as a joke, I said, you put those words on my shoulder. I'm going to tell everybody that you're talking to my shoulder. <laughs> I said, so when they see this movie, you're not know, bad, bad. Pat Cooper said he's talking to his shoulder. That's funny. Yeah. But if Don Rickles said it, 
<laughs> Why do you think Rickles is able to get away with with these well, things? Well, that was Don's moho. Mm -hmm. The black guy over the head, the Eskimo over there, the Jew over there. Because he was known of, for, for he, insult humor. He came humor. in with that stuff. One of the first, maybe the first guy, and he was what a giant he became. But now he doesn't look like a giant, and you want to cry. And he's not a happy camper when you're gifted with that. And you say, well, uh, you know, I, uh, I, why aren't you happy? Your manager and all these, what do I mean? Well, I don't see it. I'm happy. I'm happy. I laugh. I, you know, I laugh. I, you know, you come in, I have to do two minutes on your face and get around. That's right. You know, because you're my friend. You know, and you sit back and I come to come down. But see, you cannot go on that stage saying I'm beneath people. You're not beneath people. I mean, what if your blood saved my life? Does that make you beneath? You're a human being. So what they got to do is people around you, if they're jealous of you, walk. Mm -hmm. Walk. Go out with a butcher. Go out with a, with, a, with, a, with, a, with, a, with a guy to fix his pipes. You don't take that crap because it takes off your performance. You walk out there, I'm not better than anybody, but I'm funny. And people say, well, you're not funny. Your opinion. Goodbye. But I'm funny. Don't you think I would, people had put me, no, I was, they wanted to sue me, the Italian, uh, the Italian organizations, you know, I said, you want to sue me? I said, there's a quote in the, in the Times, when they said, Pat Cooper's an Italian comic, and I says, I'm an Italian comic like the Jewish comics, and mm -hmm. everybody said, gee, that's a nice thing to say, I said, of course, and then along came the black comics, and then come the, came the Mexican comics. Because everybody was afraid to say, well, they, you know, Jews are better. Jews are born comedy. That's, that, I've said this for years. When I saw that, that orchestration of Jew comics working, you never see, you'll never see that no more. Never. You'll never see a honey young man. That, 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 you Why know, not? That, Why do you think it's over? Because the audience in America out there was ready for the, the honey young men, the Milton Burles. I mean, today, forget it. You know how many people are boring? Mm -hmm. See, I'll tell you, Jackie Green's one of the greatest this one. I enjoy that because I, I grew up with these guys seeing some great, great guys that you're not going to see no more. You will not see that no more. That doesn't mean that these little guys are bad. It's a whole day. They, listen, they're entertaining different ears. I told you on the phone the other day, I worked with 50, I told you, I said, uh, I got I to gotta come up with a couple of lines. And I said, I worked with 50 cents when he was a quarter. <laughs> Because I figured there's some kids out there don't know what the fuck I'm calling, they're talking about. Yeah. And I work with, uh, <clears throat> I work with Ice T with, and I, when it was brown coffee. So uh, I'm saying, but I didn't want to. I'm saying, wait, wait a minute. Why am I getting down to that? I am what I am. Why am I trying to be to entertain the younger people? I'm okay. I've done what I had to do. I was successful. So what am I pushing the button to find material? to make them, because there's still old timers who want to come to see me, they go, how come you didn't do the thing about this? How come you didn't say the thing about that? So right. I still had obligations. And then I turned around and said, it's over and it's over. Then you called me, it was like a, a you know, it was like I said, she, I thought he was finished. I said, Danny, God, God, Danny, he don't let me go. I said, when he moved to California, I said, oh God, I'm, I don't have to go to Lexington Avenue no more. <laughs> and, <you know. laughs> and I made fun of it. And when you called me and what you say, I said, come down. Yeah. You know, and if I couldn't do it tonight, it's whatever you want to do. So that's a, but see, you're smart. You're doing this, and this is good for you too. You can pick up things on other people's uh, speeches, what they say, you know, because you cheat. That's, that's very good. That's this. 
and maybe get material from this. So, you know, I interviewed so, so, so. He said this, but, but that's good. Thank you. It's not going to hurt you. But don't let people look down at you because once you say, look, I, I, I don't, I, don't take my dignity. Mm-hmm. You know, if I don't want to do another show, you can't take my dignity. That's what we all have left. You know, we can all hug and kiss and kiss and hug you. The secret is when you quit, you're still a happy guy. You go out with some friends, you have some dinner. You say, well, if they want to talk about your career, you say, yeah, I'll tell you some stories. You know, you say, I don't see that, Danny. Mm-hmm. I see anger. I see jealousy. And the old, excuse me, the older guys who made the nice. I know comics who made million dollars a year without no problem. Miserable. I have no mercy for them. Miserable. I said, what are you miserable about? Then look at counting every nickel and dime. I said, I spend money like, like uh, they're going to take it off me. So I, but they look at me and go, I know he's trying to impress. I don't impress nobody. I am what I am. How do you stay happy all the time? What do you think is your secret? I was always this way. But they thought there was something wrong. Listen, my, my school teacher said something to my father. I was about 12, 13. And said to my father, he lights up the world. My father, this is how come I still get an electric bill. And I said to my father, is that an ad lib? And he know what the fuck I said. I said, what do you mean with that the case? But he wasn't a, a bad person. He was an Italian that was living in a box, and that's how you live. You, you got to live like him. You talked about in your book how your family never thought Italians should go into comedy. They were you... pissed at my father when I changed my name. Holy Jesus. He said, he would have rather me be dead to change my name. I said, what's, a, what's in a name? What is in a name? Adolf Hitler? He should have changed his name, I said. <laughs> They're still looking for Adolf Hitler books to see what he said, this piece of crap. Your, your Italian name is Pasquale, right? Yeah, Pasquale Caputo. And the real reason was, was with the taxes, I was having a problem. And with the people that want to use that, me to use that name. So when the taxes came, they were going, where's Pat Cooper's taxes? I go, what are you talking about? I just paid it. I paid Pasquale Caputo. I didn't change my name. My lawyer said, you got to change the name, Pat, or you're going to have to work on the Pasquale Caputo. I said, the agents ain't going to give me a job. So I call myself Pat Cooper. You thought I, I, I gave everybody cancer. And you know what I said? Pardon me. Fuck them. How mm-hmm. dare you? I don't tell my son my father. Do I tell you what tools to use when you lay brick? Huh? They don't tell me. I said to Sinatra, not to be a wise guy. He told me to take something out. I says, I get one laugh with you. They're waiting for you. I don't tell you what songs to sing. Why are you telling me how to be funny? He didn't know what to say to me. <laughs> because he knew I came from the straight scene, a street where he came from. He came from Hoboken. I'm Italian from the streets. Did you, did you have a good relationship well, with him? Wait a minute. Why do you think I had the relationship? We had a mutual friend called Vinnie Panetta. He owned a restaurant here. So about a couple of years after that, Vinnie calls me and says, Pat, Frank's going to be in town. You know, he says, call Pat, we'll have a few laughs. I said, Frank who? Because I didn't think Frank would want to be. We became friends, but not, not to work with him. I wouldn't work with him no more because it was the worst job I had. Mm-hmm. Pat Henry loved it. Pat Henry loved it. He went 14 years. We died broke. Died broke. Why, had heart attacks. Why do you think Pat, uh, why do you think Don Rickles had to, was able to have a good relationship working with him? Because every, every, listen, how could you not like a naturally funny man? But you're a naturally funny man. Okay. But he broke through bigger. Then when he went on Carson, I mean, he, uh, give me a break. He was not a good actor. This is why if you read my book, I went after Martin Scorsese. 
He threw me a bone to be in his, at the casino. I said, why didn't you let me read for Don Rickles' part? I'm a name performer. I said, how dare you? I work hard to be a name, and you give me a 30-second thing. On, and, uh, forget about it. And I said it when we roasted Jerry Lewis. I was there. I was there at the Hilton. You were there? I was then there. you know what I said about, about Scorsese, right? Right. I was there. You, you, you know, now, I don't know. I, I roasted Jerry twice. Now, was it the second time I think you... How did I? Did I get you in? Or you knew somebody? I think I just paid to come and see it. Well, you can't just walk in like that. You got to have an invitation. I, I was part of the Friars Club, so I bought a ticket. Oh, okay, okay. So anyway, but then you saw me. De Niro was behind me. and yep. Who does that? But you know something? I know it busted his balls. I didn't care. Because I made fun of a situation. He didn't know what to say to me. Then when I put it in the book, he threw me a bone. Uh-huh. I worked so hard to be Pat Cooper, and you give me a 30-second thing on a screen? Fuck you. Did you hear from him after that? Did he read the book? No. I may see him Monday, because they, they're honoring Jerry Lewis at the Friars. They're gonna be, he's going to be uh, the head of, head of all heads. It's all bullshit. Yeah. So Friars is, is having problems. I'm surprised it's still open, because it's not run like a show business place. It's, it's just like uh, people who go there... Uh, Think they're in show business, lawyers and doctors. And some of the shows are terrible because they don't have the guys that, that know how to roast. So then that's that story there. All right. Well, I want to ask you about old age. I want to talk to you about being old. That's okay. how you opened the show up. You said, I said, how are you? You said, I'm old. I, I love old. People are jealous of me to say I'm old. I keep telling them I'm old, I said. Now, actually, I was 75 July 31st. The next day, I started my 86th birthday. So that's the right way to say happy birthday. In other words, you know, that's when you're born. So what instead of just saying, oh, I'm 85 today. No, I finished 85. Now I started. It's a great kick. Yeah. Then you see people younger than me dying. I got to complain. People go to hospitals. They get cancer. They get this. I'm going to look for a problem with me. I live. I owe nobody any money. I mean, I send my two grandkids to college. I mean, uh, I give them money. That's what it's all about. I take people out to dinner. That's what it's all about. What, I'm happy. What are the good things about being old, and how do you... How do you... That you got there. You give yourself a medal. You go there, get a glass of brandy, and go, yeah, you know something? I am lucky. I got here. And you take a drink. And you say, I'm lucky. But when you see people dragging their ass in any job, in any job, they're dragging their ass... They really can't do it, but then oh, I ain't gonna give my job up to him. I'm, 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 you don't do that. You're finished. You're it, a young guy. You know how fast it's gonna take you to be 86 10 minutes from now. That's how fast life is. I was raised that way. You're gonna die. There's no tomorrows, but there's a lot of yesterdays. So if you lived a lot of yesterdays, I lived 85 yesterdays. More than you. Yeah. More than, 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 than uh, well, what's his name? But that guy that just killed himself, he hung himself. You Robin. absolutely believe when he hung himself, he knew what he was doing? Of course not. Of course, when guys jump out the window of 30 floors, he did the shemacaroni with poison and die. Who the hell wants to jump out of windows? And I cry for these kind of people because they had great, great, great things going on. They had success. And most of them are miserable. Biggest stars in the world died miserable. Why? I don't understand that. I mean, it, it's just, you had a guy like Dean Martin, you know. They were telling, don't take pictures of him because he lost all his teeth and he didn't look like Dean Martin.
And he used to go to Hamburger Haven in Beverly Hills to watch the football on Monday night. An enquirer, the enquirer, took a picture of him and put it on the cover, and they made him take it off because he looked, did not look like Dean Martin. What a way. He's one of the greatest stars sitting by himself looking at a football game on a Monday. No teeth in his mouth. And all of a sudden, he should be so happy. And he dies on Christmas Day. And I'm saying, do you know something, in my opinion, the little bit I met him? He's not a happy man. He's an Italian from Steubenville, a talented son of a bitch, wonderful, but not happy. I never saw a giving from him. I mean, Sinatra gave, uh, even Joan Rivers gave, and George Burns gave, and I mean, I gave, and uh, I gave a lot of money. I'm not, I'm not bragging. I, I, I gave 220000 to, to buy four dogs for blind people. That's what you're supposed to do. What am I going to do with the money? Shove it up my nose? So you start spreading it around. And that keeps me going. I do my own house. I sleep. I go out to eat. And uh, I don't, you know. I'm, you still travel? I, I don't want to get in a plane no more. I don't want to do it no more. When you retire, the door, you'll close it. You don't keep the door half open, half closed, half open. Is it over? It's over. I've been saying that since I've done your other shows. Mm -hmm. I used to always say to you, it's over. <laughs> I was 40 my days at 35. How's it going, Pat? I don't know. It's over. It's going to be over. It's over. And I had, you know, Jerry Lewis became my friends, all of them, Sinatra, all of these people, but I never hung out with them. I never sucked around. If they invited me, Pat, let's go for a drink, I would go because I don't want to be a prude. Mm -hmm. But I never pushed myself in. Never. Let's say I was to tell <laughs> you, Pat, you're going to live to be 120 years old. I don't want it. You know what I did a, a year ago? I already got my urn. And people say, why'd you get your urn? I said, because I earned it. You earned it. <laughs> but well, why, that's my why, brain. Why wouldn't you want to live it? Why? Why? If you love life and you're happy, why not keep going? I don't want because there's nothing else. Look what the way the countries are going. Look how the world is. Huh? Look how the world. Look at the scum that's out there trying to chop people's heads off. I mean, what do you? who wants to live with that anymore? I can't save anybody. I'm an old man. So if I can live to be another two, three years, or another 20 minutes, I, I said, I, I, okay. I'm not gonna go, oh, gee, I'm gonna die one day. I don't wanna die, I don't wanna die. I'm not on death row. I'm not waiting for the, uh, the, uh, the warden to say, we're gonna pardon you. It's no fucking warden. I'm gonna be, die, I may walk the street and then, then never come back here no more. Do you think about death when I talk? I think about death every day. I go, you know, everybody goes, what's going on? So I'm thinking about dying, I don't know, should I die on a Tuesday? What's a good day to die? Tuesday, Thursday, Friday? I said, I don't want to die on a Saturday. They go, well, well, you know, I watch a good boxing match. They go, ain't you a scared? I said, I'm terrified. I'm terrified. I said, but I can't stop it. That's reality, Danny. Danny, if you're afraid of reality, that's a sin to you. Well, why not, why not just not think about death? Just... Why? None of your business. <laughs> None of your business. But why not just think about life? Why, why think about I death? I thought I had life. Where am I going? Yeah. I'm a dummy, no education. But if you know it's going to happen no matter what, why even waste the energy thinking about it? No, I want to be there when I, you know, when I start to see, uh-oh. I'll tell you, many nights I get up, I, I look in the mirror and see if I'm still here, you know. And I, you know, I got tinnitus. You know, mm -hmm. with tinnitus, you hear sounds in your ear. Yeah. You know, and one day I heard, and, you know, four o'clock in the morning, is that you, Mac? I'm going, oh, is that you, Mac? <laughs> it's my tinnitus talking to me. It's my brain. I never knew what tinnitus. I've had it for 30 years. I used to think I'm going, 
Why am I hearing things? And the doctor says, you got tinnitus. There's no cure for that. You know, I've been pretty healthy for a guy. How many guys would you say are going to live to be 86? I mean, really. The way they're living today with that shit in their arms and all that crap. I've always been very impressed by you. I remember when you were 81 and I asked you to come down to my show at the college. I said, I'll send a car for you. And you said, I don't need a car. He said, I'm 81, but I still got pepper in my ass. Do you remember telling well, me that? Why shouldn't I? Why yeah. should I bore you and sending me a car or playing with a guy like you? You don't do that to you. Well, you know, Dan, if you want me to do your show, I, uh, I, you have to take me to dinner. Then you got to have me picked up in a car. And that's bullshit. I never did that. The only way I did it is when someone says, there's a car for you. Then I said, okay, and they're going to take it to the airport. I said, okay. And when I got there, I didn't pay. I gave the guy a tip. You know, I'm saying uh, I was never a schnurrer. Yeah. Never. I was raised do it yourself. Don't depend on anybody to drop, you know, jump in the ocean for you. Because there may have people who may not jump in the ocean could be your parents. And they turned their back on me. And I lost my kids. But you think that stopped me? I said, no, fuck them. They're not going to do that to me. But look at the insult of my daughter. Her children will not have it. She took her grandfather away from her children. What kind of people are that? How would you like someone to say that my father never had a son? It made the times. Pat Cooper doesn't have a father. He only has three daughters. I could have turned around and says, where do you come up? But I left. She said, you know something? These three, they're my oldest sister. Want to get in touch with me. I send her a message. How can I be your sister? And how can I be your brother if my father left only three daughters? No answer. Mm. And you want to fuck with me? I'll fuck with you. I'll spit in your face if you want to play that kind of game. You're not going to stop me. I'm a name performer. I made a lot of money. I'm a good guy. I donate my time. What am I going to answer you assholes? What did I do wrong? What? They want you to do. That's why they want you out of the way. Do you know how many people are glad that Joan Rivers died? Many that don't like her. And that's a sad scenario. But she was a tough, tough kind of woman. You know, there were names bigger than her. Dean Martin was bigger than her. Would never get the accolades that she got. Because she kept herself going and going, you know. She's a talented mm -hmm. lady. She pushed herself in everything, you know. But a lot of people don't like her because she's a pest. But she kept going. She probably couldn't sleep every night. Figured, just, you know, I knew I got to do a show. I never got that desperate. Why do you think she did and you didn't? It's in her genes. Jewish people. <laughs> I told this years ago. Jewish people are born with it. Jewish people are born with entertainment. Uh, the directors, producers, it's in the gene. And they say, well, those Jews are running. They're not running. It's in their gene. What the hell? I mean, why are you putting people down? Learn off them. I learned off the greatest comics in the world. The first thing you're going to learn is a rhythm. When you walk out there, you got a raucous tradition. People go, jeez, what a wonderful rhythm. There's no rhythm no more. It's motherfucker, motherfucker, motherfucker. Well, what's this, Andrew Dice Clay? Ain't funny no more. I said it on the, uh, I said it on the uh, Opie and Anthony show, and this guy, what's his name, Chris North or North? Jim Norton. Jim Norton, nice guy. like him very much. He said, well, you shouldn't say this. I said, I'm telling you, he's not funny. He used to be funny when he did the poetry. I said, you know what, so this motherfucker, this motherfucker, he's not funny. Friend of mine went to see him in, in, in Vegas. 14 people in the audience didn't get two laughs because he forgot his moho because truly and honestly, he was only funny with that material. And every time he worked 18,000 people, he had to repeat the same shit. And then it caught up with him. Now you're making that kind of money. You can buy a whole new act. 
But he turned around and had the leather jacket with the thing. God bless him. He was funny then. No more. Tell me about, tell me, go, going back to thinking about death all the time. Do you, yeah. think, do you think there's an afterlife, Pat? No. Nothing? No. You, you, have you always felt that way? Yes. Nobody so, came back yet. So there's nothing after this? No. No. I believe we got one shot at it. My father said it, and it's not a nice thing to say. He said, all you are is a sperm. I said, I'm a liquid? Yeah, that's an insult. Mm -hmm. He says, what do you think you are? That's all you are. You're a liquid. So don't get it too cute. So he never gave you a chance to be happy. If you want to be happy, it's on his terms. You're going to lay brick like your father. I lay brick. I was the worst bricklayer in the world. But when I knew I was funny, when I drove a cab, because I was entertaining people every day in that cab, then I said, wow, how people going, you know, you're a funny guy. Jesus, what a way you got, the way you impressed I was doing everything in the cab. How long did you drive the cab for? Three, four years in the 50s. Yeah. You know, and it's a shame. My, 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 my family here never once said, Jesus, you know, we're so proud of you. Not once. Not once. And it still, still bothers you to this well, day. Well, it bothers me because I, uh, you, listen to me, you're not my family and then you're wonderful. And I, 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 I pat you on the back because you are wonderful and I'm a stranger next to your family. But when your mother and father, and the people in the neighborhood going, Jesus, Mike, my father's name. I mean, your son's on television. What a wonderful thing. Some of his sons were in jail. You ever think that maybe the fact that your dad was so unsupportive was what drove you to be such a great comedian? No, that's well, I had an anger. Oh, I got, I, I, uh, I got anger in my bedroom now. What if he would have been such a sweet dad to you? Maybe you wouldn't have had that anger that makes you no, so funny. No, that's what made me, is yeah. being angry. And yelling, you know, that's what made me. So maybe in a, in a strange way he did you a Nobody favor. Nobody had my delivery because it was, it was, see, everybody can hear my voice. They, you know what's a, my, me? They know my voice, mm -hmm. okay? I tried out for the Lone Ranger. I put the mask on. I says, hi, old silver. And Tanto said, that's Pat Cooper. <laughs> I'm telling you, I get on the phone, a guy wants to say, Mr. Cooper, yes, we like the new donation for the kids that are starving. I said, well, how come you're calling me that they starving? Bring them over here. I got food in the icebox. And it goes, wait a minute. Excuse me. You're Pat Cooper. Shoot. <laughs> what do you think about when you think about death? If, if, if it's all meaningless or, or is it meaningless? Well, I just, my only fear, I don't want to die that I'm rushed to the hospital and I got to lay there for weeks. I want to die. I'm going to die. It's over. And I said it and it makes it very, very easy to understand. There's no warden that's going to pardon me. It's over. And no one's going to knock and say, Pat, listen, in about 20 minutes, can you go down to bed because you're going to die? Nobody can say it's going to, could happen in the street, it could happen. Some of the greatest stars <clears throat> never thought they could die. Only you're supposed to die. That's the fucking mentality of some of our great people. You know, I mean, we got presidents of the United States, Clinton looking in the camera saying, I never had an affair with her. It's full of shit. And thinks that people believe them. What kind of man is that? I am a better man than him. Are there still things you want to do? Yeah, I'd like to, I would like to do another movie, you know, not a big part. I had more fun doing the movies with De Niro. I, uh, you know, and uh, I was the best roaster. I'll challenge anybody to say they got tapes of me that they didn't put on the Amazon yet or on the uh, YouTube. When I roasted uh, the, the Richard Pryor, I mean, I said things about people, but the, 
My fellow comics, you know, the people said, oh, you're the best. Behind my back, they're going, he should have never said that about so-and-so. I'm saying, fucking people are hypocrites. Yeah. I got balls. What was your relationship with Richard Pryor like? I did, well, I only saw him the night that we roasted him. That was it? Well, I told him, when are you going to die? That was my opening line. I said, I don't understand. You get put needles here, you burn your fucking balls up. I said, Italians, we eat macaroni, fart, and we die. People screaming. <laughs> Next day, I hear people behind my back. You know, that fucking Pat Cooper saying that we should have died. Don Rickles was the host of Bob Newhart. I closed. Pick up that fucking tape. Pick up all the tapes, because I'm proud of that. How do I get him? I would pick him up. I don't know, but I don't know. You know who's got him? Who's got him is the Friars. I don't know if they... I'm surprised the Friars, see, they can't sell them because they got to get signatures from all of us who are on the Friars. They should let them donate it so they can make the money. I've said some things on those show without a piece of paper. Yeah. Without a piece of paper. Ah, everybody had the writers, they had this, and I'm not putting that down. When you go up to roast somebody, do you have certain ideas of no, what you're going to No, here's the hit? trick to me. I listen to what everybody's saying. So they go, uh, fuck, cock, that guy's what I, I, I can't say too much, fucking cock, that's been covered. And they did. Now, if you don't have enough, we say, they say it by Jerry Lewis. <clears throat> okay? Because they were roasting him. I roasted him twice. That was the second time. So it says, you know, Jerry was a little tired. And uh, were you there when the guy played the, played the piano? Yeah, the, Paul okay, Schaefer. And but if you know my opening line, I said, I want to thank you for playing, giving Jerry a chance to nap. Yeah. Then when I said, that's enough of Jerry Lewis, I went after Scorsese. That's fucking brilliant. So, so you have nothing planned when you go to no, these No, I didn't know I was going to go after Scorsese. You don't sit at home and write some jokes about this one and that no, one? No, because you know why? After I put it down, it's not funny no more. I go, man, I don't think it's that funny. But the, you know what? It's, 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 it's like the bullet. What do you call that game that the Russians play? Russian roulette. And it's, that's what they do with, with comedy. I said, well, they said, what are you going to talk about? I said, let me hear. When I hear so many Jerry Lewis, can't hang by doing Jerry Lewis. I'm going, Jesus. Then it hit me. I says, I'm going to talk about fucking Scorsese. And he didn't expect it. I got screams. I'm going to tell you. You can tell me I'm a liar. I got screams. I said, and you know, he's just Scorsese. You know, he forgot where he fucking came from. He came from the toilet like I did. You know, but all of a sudden, you know, it's not well, Leo DiCaprio. Now that's his big star. That's okay. I'm not angry at that. But give me what I work. I've got a name. What the fuck? You give me thirty seconds. That's an insult to my fucking career. Yeah. You no. Know. Don Rickles was terrible in that movie. And Don Rickles was never a good act. You know, an actor. Yeah. But Don Rickles is Don Rickles. He, he don't have to be mad that if his career is over, he made millions. And he can't walk anymore. His fucking veins, veins are like this on his leg. When you want somebody to tell you you're gonna die in a fucking stage, you gotta understand this because you are gonna get older and you gotta know where am I going? What can I do to make a living if I can't make it here? But I love show business. You're doing it now with this. You're collecting this, you're collecting that. You can write a book if you want. You can turn around and, 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 and tell stories that people don't know. Say, I had this guy on my, he said that, and he said that, and this one. People are interested in that. And this is all yours. You sharing this with anybody? No. Don't, because you're smart. You know, I'm smart, but people say, well, guy called you, go, I says, yeah, he wanted me to do it. What do you go? I go to the college. Why? None of your fucking business. You don't even know the guy. That's just not the idea. I said, I'm in show business. He wants to hear my shit. I go. I said, so what's the big deal? 
I go, well, I don't know. Uh, how do you get there? Buddy Subway. I get another thing, boop. Why? I get there faster and I go home faster. Well, I said, I come from the street. I don't expect limousines to pick me up. I've been in limousines. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been in private planes. But after that's over, it's over. You go back to bed. You got to pray to God. The most important thing to do, you got to pee. You got to pee. Do you pray to God? No, I pray to myself. Because I believe there's no God in the sense that we, that it's a man or a woman. We each have our own way. Of course, what's his name said it? When a boxer says, I want to thank God for my KO. And he says, what, God don't like the other guy? Look at the hypocrisy in that. Mm-hmm. You know, when they say, well, I, I pray to God. I say, I pray to, I, I, I pray to myself to not get nuts, to do the right thing, to not die in the street. You know, I'm not asking God. God's got too many problems if there is a God that how we put him up. You know, he's got a world problem here. He knew, excuse me, mama, yeah, yeah, God. Uh, Pat Cooper, what happened? He wants to uh, stop and bust my, my chops. That ain't going to be that way. <laughs> ain't going to be that way. Yeah. Our feeling for people, our feeling for ourselves, you know, and it's not a shame to cry if you made a mistake. That's emotion. God is emotion. That's what I believe. So you have different emotion, and you're, you're Jewish, so you have a Jewish God, and that's what black is a black God. Why are these people putting plaster on their fucking face or fixing their ass now? You were not born that way. Why are you putting that shit over I'm, your face and I'm over not, your ass? What do you mean? They the put society, on their the face? society is they not they not coming around the way they were born. They don't mm-hmm. like the way they were born, and then they want to thank God. Oh, you want to thank God, surgery. so you are fake. You're ashamed to be who you are. You're putting that crap on your ass. You see, you got Kim Kardashian's ass. She's worth almost a half a billion dollars this broad with no talent. She made a porno, and she opened up every doors. Now everybody wants to bang this broad. I got to bang a duck. Because there's no, they're, 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 these people are heartless. I don't idolize a person like that. That family is making the biggest fool of this whole country. That's my opinion. You know, some guys are desperate. And I'll give you one word. What's the name of the guy? What the, uh, the guy just said? Not, not. Jim Norton. Is it Jim Norton? Yeah. Do you ever see his act? Yeah. Do you ever see him talk about eating pussy? Ask him what happened one day. He says, you're talking about your mother? Look, look how you stopped. Huh? They, they looked at me. I said, what is that? That's funny? That's not funny. Talking about a woman's body. What the fuck is funny about that? They're desperate. And people are going to, kids are going to see him because to kids, two, three years from now, they won't look at him anymore. They won't ever look at him no more. Because how long can you talk about a, a woman's body? Oh, talk about your pecker. When do you say something that people say, you know, when, before he died, he said this, you know. When, when George Washington crossed the Delaware, he threw a quarter in the fucking Delaware. You know, you remember that. Who's going to say, hey, boy, nobody talks about eating pussy like him. They don't last. I got, I got records out. I got sayings out. I got stuff in California, I mean in Vegas. I could write a book now about people that bust my balls and be funny. But you know something, I don't want to waste my time on other people no more. I said, it's enough, I finished, I wrote a book, I did everything. What do you think's the point of life now? What do you- the point of life is existing and proving to yourself that you did it and you didn't sell your soul. I don't talk to people who try to take my dignity and Scorsese was one of them. 
He didn't look at me as an actor. He looked at me, well, uh, Trump, you don't do that to me. I told my father's full of shit. So why should I worry? How could you do that to me? How could anybody do that to me? I treat you like you're my, we're equal. The only difference between me and you is I'm more popular than you. So fuck it. Tomorrow you may be the biggest comics on the planet. And you're gonna go and tell everybody, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm more popular, bigger than Pat Cooper. Everybody's got their, their, everybody's on their own trail. You've got your own trail. You know, and you see, you already, Matty, put yourself in a picture where, you know, I'm not as big, I can't say that to him and say that to that. You're going to an individual. If someone's going to keep pushing you, you're not going to hit him. Come on. I'm not a fighter. You keep pushing me physically, I'll bite you. I may not be a hitter, <laughs> but you got to defend yourself. Yeah. And when comics, you know, comics, are, uh, comics can be cruel. Fucking cruel. So maintaining your dignity, that's the number one thing. No, they got to like you for you, first of all. I go, listen, I go all around wherever I've worked before. They come back, come back. Come back, come on, we're going to that side, retired. Come on, get in a plane, whatever, a few lads. They like my company. I never stopped telling stories because I was always a natural fan. When I did it at the table, my father would, my mother would smack, smack me. My mother would bite me. My mother was a biter. So one day she bit my shoulder. I go, Mom, go a little lower. The meat there is softer. And she hit me again for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to go into this philosophy now. I think. Uh... I think you and I have even talked about how comedians, the great ones, are the philosophers of our time. I, we've had that conversation back at the college. And you want it again? No, but I'm gonna. We'll talk tell about. Tell me a what philosopher. you want. To ask, ask me. Don't be, don't tell me what you want me to say because I don't even know what I'm saying. There, the <clears> philosopher <throat> I'm going to talk to you about is Marcus Aurelius. Have you heard of him? Who? Marcus Aurelius. Who's Marcus Aurelius? He was a philosopher. Well, fuck him. I don't pay attention to these guys. I'll tell you what you have in common with him. Oh, oh, he, I see. Go he, ahead. He talked about getting older, and mm -hmm. that's what you're talking about these days. Not every five minutes, but Not you got... Bit. Listen to me. When people say, how you doing? I say, I'm getting old. That's the truth. He lived from April 26th, 121, to March 17th, 180. He was a Roman emperor from 161 to 180. He ruled with Lucius Versus as co-emperor from 161 until... Versus, versus death in 169. He was the last of the five good emperors, and he's also considered one of the most important Stoic philosophers. What has he done for me lately? I don't know. I don't, I'm not a great guy to go to college. I'm not a great... I wanted to learn what I enjoyed. Yeah. You know, you know I, I read about Lincoln. That was good. I read about Washington. I knew one and one was two. Two and two was four. I didn't think about Nero. Fuck him. I didn't think about all these guys. Kind of lions eating up the Christians. Uh, Jews are spreading the water, you know, opening the water. You know, that never. I was never interested in that. I was interested in show business. I lived yeah. in theaters. I watched the comics and, you know, in the stage shows and the movies. I was, I was happy. I was happy. I didn't want to know. I don't have a computer. Who the fuck wants to know everybody's business? You didn't care about uh, all the people who came before you? No. I care about you, and we're not relatives. Yeah. I mean, you know, I said, I think it's okay. He wants to come here, fine. So, okay, I'll tell you some more about him. Marcus Aurelius said that young men have the advantage of physical strength, but older men have experience, a weaker constitution, but this also allows them to pay greater attention to mind and clear heads from not being horny all the time. So we should not be afraid of getting older just because we're afraid to die. If we were afraid to die, we would die at birth. We would die at birth. The minute your mother says, I'm your father, and that's your father and mother, and then we say, you know, you're gonna die. My father told me always you're gonna die. He always reminded us. 
You understand? Always. Since and, you were young? And, and, and as far as, I grew up with, with people who were physical. I was the toughest guy with my mouth. I was so tough, I, I was stupid. I, I, I went after guys verbally, I could have got killed. People say, I don't know, you don't get beat up. So you were never afraid because of death. Because in my anger, I used to make them laugh. You know. I mean, I go over to John Gotti, who knew me, and I said, John, you ever bad mount me again, I'll break your fucking head. And people are looking at it go, and John knew it. You go, Pat, I'm so sorry. It'll never happen again. <laughs> but, you know, you, you loved it. But a lot of guys wouldn't do that. I do that. And they say, this guy's always funny. I go here, I go there. It's not all a forcing funny. I'm always funny. I like being funny. Were the guys, the mobsters <clears throat> in Vegas, were they, did they treat you better because you're Italian? Do you think no, that? No, no, no. Not of them, you know? I got, I lost jobs because they thought that I was Jewish because there were too many Jewish comics. <laughs> I, who the hell was that? I said, well, we don't need more Jewish comics. They were overloaded with Jewish comics. I said, I'm not Jewish, I'm Italian. You're full of shit. Because they see Pat Cooper. They never treated you like a brother, the Italians, like you see in the oh, movies? Oh, no, listen, I got beaten by the best. I lost money by the best. But you know how you overcome it? You look at the good things, how you made money. So you can't turn around and say, he robbed me out of 300 he robbed me out of that. You say, I took a beating because they didn't pay attention. Then you look at the good things. And it works fine, and you go about your business. There were times I wanted to get a gun and shoot people who ripped me off. But you always hear in these stories about, uh, like, Sinatra, that the mob pushed Sinatra, right? Have you heard those stories? Well, the mob pushes everybody they liked, you know. I met more mob guys when I went, as soon as I got off Jackie Gleason. Everyone said to me, you know, you're with us. I go, huh? You know, you're with us. I said, no, I go to Chicago, I'm with them. I go to Detroit, I'm with them. Who the fuck am I with? And I make them laugh. <laughs> you know? So I made fun of it. But, then, you know, I never was. I, whatever I, I had to do, I did. I never was a wise guy. I never talked behind people's back and said, fuck you. I did the best I could what makes it work for me. And, uh, and I lost a lot of good things, you know. But, hey, we all lose things. All right, I'm going to read you a little more from Marcus Aurelius here. You ready? How do you find these fucking names? Marcus I got a, I got a guy who picks them out for me. Finds a guy oh, who. He's lonely. <laughs> I'll tell him, Alex. Is tell his him, name. Pat says, "Yo, what the fuck you care about them? What are they gonna put now? We got those fucking arms gonna kill us and take our heads off." What does he have to say about Marcus Arcarakis? What do he say about maybe, when they were the lions eating the Catholics? Then I won't get any more philosophers anymore. I think you're onto something. I got to make sure that he stays lonely, otherwise I, I, I'll lose these quotes. Here's some here's some stuff that Marcus Aurelius wrote. He said, he who fears death either fears to lose all sensation or fears new sensations. In reality, you're either going to feel nothing at all and therefore nothing evil, or else you can feel, or else if you can feel any sensations, you will be a new creature, and so you will not have ceased to have lived. Turn thy thoughts now to the consideration of thy life, thy life as a child, as a youth, thy manhood, thy old age, for in these also every change was a death. Is anything to fear? So he's basically saying we've all died a bunch of times in our life. Every well, time people we... got to say something, okay? You know Napoleon? Yeah. Yeah? And he was with Josephine. Mm -hmm. You know that? Yeah. Napoleon and Josephine. And she said to him, she said, uh, Nappy, they used to call him Nappy. She said, because I was his girlfriend, snaps. She said, I'd like to see you masturbate. 
And he said, Ken, I messed the bed. I have my hand inside my jacket. <laughs> well, can't you take your hand out of the jacket? If I take my hand out of the jacket, then I'm no longer, I'm no longer Napoleon. And she told him to go fuck himself. <laughs> That's Is that funny. right out of the history book? <laughs> That's funny. This fucking guy's telling you about, you know, that, this, this. But what, you know, why don't he save the fucking Christians who are getting eaten up by the lions? All these fucking geniuses save shit. Yeah, they were just too busy pontificating, not doing anything. You know why we not told you? You know why we never have gays? We never have closets. We used to hang the clothes on the fucking doorknob. It's a good theory. That's what I'm saying. I'm always thinking funny. If he would have said something funny, they would have said, wow, what a genius. So what he's saying basically every time when you go from being a kid to being a a, a teenager, you've your childhood has died. Being a teenager to being a, a man, your your teenage years have died. So we all live many We're lives. We're all crybabies in our life, one time or another. We're all crybabies, and then my love, you know, we're all uh, 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 society's become spoiled, particularly in this country. We can't do it without getting all the new things. This country needs a spanking. That's what this country needs. We need a president that's got balls. You know, we're going to say, I'm going to make a plan. How are we going to beat those guys? But fuck you, make a plan. Don't tell people about a plan. I said, you turn around and say, Thursday, you're out of this fucking world. That's it, Thursday. But this poor guy here, I mean, he's gone, you know, there's something wrong with him. Why the fuck you don't want to say, you're cutting people's head off? What are you fucking doing? It should have never happened. Yeah. Should have never happened. Now, two guys already got their head. How can those pieces of shit cut a man's head off? What kind of people are they? I mean, now you're trying to tell me this president walking out there making speeches, what we're going to do? Why tell them what you're going to do? Do it. He said, well, 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 what? Well, what? With the strongest country in the world. I'm warning you now, Thursday, you don't cut the shit, you'll have no more fucking country. I don't give a fuck who you are or what you are. And do it. They got to be tougher. They got right, to Why don't China care. jump in and, and, and save some of these people? And Russia, what kind of fucking people don't, don't say they're cutting heads off? We're, gonna, we're with you, Obama. We're with you. We'll cut that shit out. These people are nuts. Mm -hmm. And they're going to kill each other. That's the only hope you got. They're going to kill each other now. Sick bastards. <laughs> All right. Well, let me, let me read you a few of these quotes and we'll discuss them. What do you think? I got nowhere to go. All right. Good. <laughs> All right. Here's the first one. He says, old man, rejoice in your old age. You have tremendous advantages over the young man. Your path to virtue is shorter and easier than his. What do you think of that? Nothing. Don't make sense to me. Waste of time, waste of words. <laughs> you know what I know? Tell these assholes. I said, I live me. I'm Pat Coop. I don't know if you know fucking Nero. You know Caesar. Caesar. I, know, I know Sid Caesar. Does he know Sid Caesar? I mean, at least Sid Caesar was fucking funny. I mean, these guys are so wearing, wearing the robes. I mean, it's a bullshit thing. It's a bullshit thing. What's a listen to this Roman shit? Do you think you have a tremendous advantage over young people now? Yes. I'm smarter because I have a feeling. I have feeling for people. I don't see feeling. I see selfishness. I see stinginess in, your, in the youth. I see they got to have everything. I give shit. That's what I give them. You go out and work and earn. So what good is going to college? What good is going to college and spending all that fucking money and you come out and you want to be where you, you, you want to be, you know, like, like the other people with the, the, with the marijuana and with the, the big, uh, biggest uh, uh, places you go to see these rock stars and all that shit. When do you contribute to America? You owe America every fucking thing. 
This is your country. And if you fuck around and make fun of your country, get the fuck out of here. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Like somebody's best is going to go over and they're joining these of ISIS, ISIS, ISIS. They don't even know how to get a, a nice name with terror. Call themselves the terrorist. We're terrorists. They go, we're the ISIS. They spit all over you. <laughs> Come on, what else is there? The good man lives according to nature. He does not rage against her. What do you think that means? The only nature I know is I eat tomatoes. I'm fucking Italian. I don't know what the hell they're talking about, nature. I want the fucking tomatoes to come out of the ground. I want people to eat. I want to go for an ice cream once in a while. These fucking guys want to be. So here, they turn around, and, and, and they become part of history. The great, the great people from Greece. Right? They ain't got, they, the people in Greece can't get a fucking job. So all these guys have to go in the museums and say, you know, uh, uh, we need work. You know what the fuck you're talking about? Yeah. It's bullshit. Do you, what do, you, do you think people are fighting against nature? Do you think that that happens nowadays? People are not living according They're to nature? They're fucking nature. Even the fucking birds can't whistle like they used to whistle. Their fucking food is all fucked up. They got all kinds of shit. They freeze this, they freeze that. I mean, you know, now if you want to buy a fresh tomato, close your more because it's fresh. Why shouldn't all the tomatoes be fucking fresh? I mean, what is that? They got, well, that's $1.19 a pound. That, that's $2 a pound. Why? It's in the sun. Take it out of the fucking sun. I don't understand that. I mean, everybody is. I grew up out a yard. It was nature. I mean, you know, you know food, was a, food was the first priority. Not today. Not today. It's Hamburger Haven and all that shit. And Frankfurt is. And we ate the food of our culture. That's why you never heard about cancer in those days. Because we're fucking up our system. The minute you want for Chinese food, your system's going, what the fuck is that coming down here? <laughs> Some people are working, raging against nature. Yeah. I guess. I guess that quote makes sense. They think nature's a joke. They think you're going to live forever. Nobody thinks except myself. Nobody thinks it dies. I better not die. I better not eat that. I mean, you know, I better not do that. You know what's right and wrong. Cut the shit. Don't call a doctor and say, well, well I want to hear you tell me I'm all right. He could lie to you. Give me the fucking money. Yeah. Tell the doctor and say, doc, you're full of shit. You want to know the truth, doc? You're full of shit. Get the truth out of him. Yeah. Force. So you're full of shit. He said, well, you're going to be, I said, I'm not going to, I'm in fucking agony. What do you mean I'm going to be okay? If you can't help me, goodbye. Said, well, you can't. He's a doctor. He's a doctor. Oh, I see. Rage against the doctor, in other words. Don't you take gotta shit rage, from doctors. You've got to say what's on your mind to a doctor. If the president says something, you say, listen, Mr. President, cut the shit. You're dealing with human beings. Cut the shit. But you're not allowed to say that. That's why they go, you can't say that to him. And what the fuck's he coming out making a speech? Right. Yeah. All right, here's the last one. You ready for it? I was ready for the last one two hours ago. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> oh, God, I love you. And, and he accepts that reality, not longing for another one, and one that cannot be, he will say to himself simply, you're an old man. Without adding the clause, but you would be better off as a young man. No, I'm better off now. As a young man, I didn't have a life. As an old man, I've had a life. So if I'm 18, 19, I say, well, I had a life. That's yeah, shit. What life did you have? I had a life. I did things. I made mistakes and repeated it that I made mistakes. That never to, you know, never to repeat the same mistake. What, did you have a nice life? Oh, at 86, of course. I lived 86 years. I remember since I'm seven, eight years old. 
You know, I know the mistakes I made. I made running away from home, sleeping in, sleeping under trains and shit like that as a kid. And nobody looked for you. Let's say I had a pill and I said, Pat, you take this pill, you're going to wake up tomorrow morning, you're going to be 50 years old again. Would I want to see it? it on other people. Don't make me the fucking fool. <laughs> let me see it. Give it to that guy who's 200 well, years old. Let's Fuck say me. it worked. Would you do it? Would you want to go back? I don't back? know. I'd have to, no, I don't. I think that's because, you know, I think you're a liar to yourself. I think you're full of shit. What are you looking for? All of a sudden, you're old. You, I don't want to be old no more. I don't want to go to cry. You're fucking old. You can't get young again. Mind your fucking business and die like a human being. You know, that's it. I it's, mean. But uh, I'm saying, would you want more time if you could have it? No, because I ain't going to do nothing no more. I want enough macaroni with the sauce I can dip the bread in. That's all. That's where I'm up to now. I, I think... did everything I want to do. I don't want to... I have no computer. I don't like the iPods. I don't like uh, tweeting. We never had tweeting years ago. We had twatting. We never had Botox. We had Botons. <laughs> it's all bullshit. All right. Well, well, that's about it. That's the show, Pat. I wanted to just think... Oh, really? That's the show? That's the show. Okay. God bless you for having me. Thanks for doing this. And well, you, I'm your friend. I uh, I love you because you 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 love comedy and you you want to you you would like to be in another elevation, maybe a little higher than I am now. When you don't expect it, that's when it's going to happen. You got to be you. You got to be Danny Lobel. Is that your real name? Yeah, it's my real name. Maybe that's holding you back. <laughs> <laughs> should, I, should I change I it? I wish I could have kept Pasquale Caputo. I gotta get up because my ass is just stuck there. Ah! Want some water? I'm so sorry. Sure, I'd love some water. Pat Cooper, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I love him. So privileged to be friends with him for so many years really quite somebody he just wind him up and let him go and he's absolutely pure brilliance and he's always been an outside thinker he's always been outside of comedy he's he's you know even though he's he's a legendary comedian he was never one of the guys who everybody celebrated uh, he never got the respect in my opinion that he deserved people uh really laud some of these other comedians i think laud is the word. i just wanted to use the word laud but they people you know, are always honoring the same comedians over and over again. I'd like to see people honor Pat Cooper. He's so brilliant. Nobody, you know, Don Rickles, who's great, unbelievable, and I'm a huge fan of his, did some amazing roasts. But next to Don Rickles, I can't think of anybody who's that brilliant on a roast except for Pat Cooper. I've never seen anything like it, and I've seen it. As, as you heard me talk about, I've seen it live. What a brilliant, rapid-fire mind. And uh, he, uh, sometimes to his own detriment, I think, you know, just never wanted to be part of the system. But I also respect that about him. He always fought the system, and I, I, I feel some kinship in that as well. Not that anybody's asking me to be part of the system, but I don't know. I get it. I get it. Um, that's about it for this episode. I hope you guys are doing great. Thank you for tuning in. Please email me at any time to thecomicalyahoo.com and say hello. Check in if you've already been writing. If you haven't, introduce yourself. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, I was just talking about this with a friend of mine who's a comic also, and we're like, you know, the only thing that keeps us podcasting at the end of the day 
because it is so many hours of work behind the scenes. It's it's those emails. When you get an email that's like, I really appreciate this. It it does something for me. It helped me get through something or anything like that. I mean, that's the fuel that keeps this fire going. It's like more than anything, you're just like, you know what? This means something to somebody. I got to keep going. So that's about it, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the show. Please take a minute to check out my other podcast, The Mostly Bull Market, if you have a chance. It's kind of like this, but we talk about companies instead of philosophers, and it's really fun. It's a fun show, and it's really starting to catch its, uh, I don't know, terms. It's starting to catch. I I think it's it's getting good. It's getting cooking. I'm starting to catch a rhythm. That's what it is. It's catching a rhythm. I also started putting up, as I mentioned, YouTube videos of Sammy the Israeli giving life hacks. Um, and I have a monthly show every first Tuesday of the month. It's only $5 at the Hollywood Improv Lab. It's a storytelling show called Bookshelf, where comedians are on stage with a bookshelf full of books. They pick a book. The audience member yells out a page number. They start reading from that page until it sparks a true story from their life. If you're ever in Los Angeles, come down to the Hollywood Improv first Tuesday of the month at 8 p.m. for Bookshelf. Okay, everybody, have a great, great week. Bye-bye.